You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Exodus chapter 20. Hey, I hope this last week you took the advice of the preacher last Wednesday and got some rest spiritually or physically. And uh, that was the prescription given by Dr. Pastor last week, and hopefully you took some of that and, and uh, are feeling a little bit more refreshed. We are, we are in Exodus 20 talking about the Ten Commandments and uh, the foundations of morality and how so much of even our culture today, the laws and rules we have are based upon principles found in the Word of God and the morality there. And we've looked at the first four. And remember, the first four deal with our relationship to God. The last six deal with our relationship to man. So we're beginning those last six of the Ten Commandments. And we're in Exodus chapter 20. We are all coffeeed up. We've got cookies. In, okay, I don't have coffee, coffee or cookies, but, but you probably did. And so we're all ready to go tonight. I think, i got to be honest, I think I'm done with the rain. I think I'm done. I think we're good, so if we could just pray that that gets turned off, that would be wonderful. All right, Exodus chapter 20, look if you would at verse number 12, verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And all the fathers and mothers said, Amen. All right. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long. I just want to talk to my children tonight. And No, I'm kidding. Here we go. We're going to pray and we're going to jump right into this. Father, thank you so much for the scriptures tonight. Thank you that we can meet together in the middle of the week and uh, hopefully tonight, Lord, just get something that would strengthen our soul, strengthen our relationship with you and uh, help some things in our own lives that maybe need straightening out. And so I pray for your blessings tonight upon each of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Commandment number five, honor thy father and thy mother. This was a commandment, is a commandment that Jesus repeated in the New Testament several times. I gave you two there that he repeated. Of course, you can find it in other books uh, of uh, the, the Gospels there. What does it mean? What does it mean to honor your mother and father? Well, let's just define that word and then talk about some things and responsibilities. The word honor means to respect. Just what you would think it would mean. It means to respect your mother and your father. It means to show esteem towards them. To show esteem towards them. The the word actually there, it, it means weighty. Something that is weighty. And uh, we, we would say, you know, that person's opinion carries more weight because of who they are. That's the weightiness. And so when it comes to dealing with your mother and father, there should be a, a certain level of reverence and respect for that, uh, for that role that they play. And you say, well, you know, my parents weren't worthy of a lot of respect. No, it's the, it's the position. It's the position as well that we see that we're talking about here tonight. I want you to write this in. The home is where we learn respect and obedience. The home is where we're supposed to anyway. You're not supposed to have to learn respect and obedience when you get your first job. You you should have learned some respect and obedience long before that. If oh, we're talking with brother brother Slater today, uh, when we, he was dropping off his his uh, grand, granddaughters at church this morning, 
And we were talking about uh, discipline, and I had been mentioning some different ways of discipline in the services recently. And uh, he was talking about how, when he was young, he said, you didn't get in trouble at school. And I was like, I actually know, I actually know that. He said, you're a generation after me. And I was thinking, just one? But anyway, um, I was, a, uh, he's not even here. I can't give him a hard time. Sorry, Brother Slater, if you're watching. <clears throat> I'll say it to your face. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, but uh, he, he was talking about how, you know, but you grew up kind of the same way I did. I was like, yeah, I, I did. My, my dad and my mom grew up in that. But if you got in trouble at school, boy, you got in so much more trouble at home. And like I, we in our school growing up, they gave you hand paddlings, which sounds weird. They would, and it is weird. It's really weird. It's it's cruel. They would take a ruler, a big fat ruler, and if you got in trouble, they'd make you hold your hand out, and they'd give you five slaps on the palm of your hand. You think that's not a big deal? Let me do it to you. I will show you. For a little kid, I didn't have these hands back then. These tiny little hands, you know, and they're smacking it. And uh, anybody have a hand paddling ever? Is this a thing? Okay, like a couple of you. Good, good. All right, so it's not just me that suffered. Misery loves company, right? And, uh, but I, I got it twice. I got it twice. And the thing was, like, if you went to our principal's office, he had a paddle hanging in his office. And it was like he was praying to be able to use it each day, you know? He's like, I really want to use it. And it was a big old board, you know? And, and sure enough, two times I got five demerits. If you get four, dem- four demerits, if you get four demerits, you get a hand paddle. If you get five, you, get a, 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 you go to the principal's office and he takes a paddle and paddles you. This sounds so foreign. The teenagers are like, what medieval torture chamber did you grow up in? All right. And I got, I got hand paddling twice. But you know what the worst part was? As I'm sitting there about to get hand paddled. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be so much worse when I go home. Oh, it's going to be so much worse when I have to tell my dad that I got in trouble. Why? Because at home, it used to be that that's where you learned respect. I learned how to open a door for ladies at home. I learned how to help people carry. I learned how to be a gentleman at home. I learned respect at home. And that's where it's supposed to be. If someone cannot learn to obey and honor authority inside the home, how will they learn to obey and honor authority outside the home? Look at the problems that we have in society. Look at how many people are arrested for, for gang violence, for whatever it is in our city, and ask yourself, had they, have they, do you think they learned respect and honor for authority in the home? Do you think they learned that? And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying every, it's not a blanket statement for everybody that's ever committed a crime. I'm saying, though, that a lot of our societal woes come because the home was messed up. The home was messed up. How will your kids learn to obey God if they can't learn to obey you? How are they going to do that? So it starts in the home. And so this is a very important commandment. And the Bible talks a lot about the relationship between kids and parents because it's a pretty big deal. So let's talk about some responsibilities that children have. Number one, obey your parents. Go to Ephesians chapter 6, please. Ephesians chapter 6. This command, I will say this. While still in the home, children are to obey their parents. While still in the home, children are to obey their parents. It's that simple. Ephesians chapter 6. We don't have to break down the Greek here to figure out what it means. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, 
for this is right. It's the right thing to do. If you live in the home with your parents, you obey the rules. That's it. That's it. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, God made it to where you're supposed to eventually leave father and mother, cleave unto your wife. There's no more, you don't have to, you have, you know, if I, I live 2,000 away, uh, 2,000 years, 2,000 miles away from my mom and dad. I just was texting my mom yesterday and my dad texted me some, uh, uh, some screenshot from Crocodile Dundee the movie. And, uh, you know, it's just like, awesome, you know, I love it. It was just random stuff. I don't have to get on the phone and say, Dad, what do you want me to do about these dishes? Uh, it's your duty this week. No, no, I'm sorry. Actually, it's Faith's this week. Uh, next week's yours. So, yeah. I don't have to obey my mom and dad anymore because I'm not in the home. You guys are still in the home. Guess what? You're going to obey. That's what the rule is. Well, I'm 18 now. So what? My question is, do mom and dad still pay the bills? Are you still under their roof? then you have to obey. It's that simple. And there are really no stipulations when I look at Scripture here. It doesn't matter if you like it or don't like it. It says to obey. Now, I'm surprised I'm not getting some parents in here cartwheeling down the aisle with some amens about this stuff. You got teens sitting here, all right? I'll amen myself. The only instance, the only instance where we ought to disobey our parents, it's on your sheet, is when we're told to do something that is a direct contradiction to God's word. If your mom and dad say, murder that person, okay, guess what? You don't have to, all right? But if they say, clean your room, this is the 21st century. I don't have to listen to you. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it, even if someone did tell you to do something you should not do, Daniel had some wisdom in requesting and saying, instead of that, could I do this instead? And not causing World War III. But the command is very simple. Now, for many of us in here, we no longer live at home. This command doesn't apply to us anymore. But command to us. Look at verse 2. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So that seems pretty serious to me. That that seems like God is, is saying something about the relationship between kids and parents. You want to live long? You better honor. That, that seems pretty serious to me, pretty cut and dried here. Show, so honor, show respect, treat them with esteem. Now, after you leave the home, you may not have to obey anymore, but you still should honor. There should still be honor for the parents. We'll say pastor. And, and, and I'll just, just time out here for a second. And, and, and some of you grew up and maybe you had unsafe family. And you had family that was abusive in ways. And, and, and you said, well, how can I honor someone that, uh, you know, w- w- that was like that? Look, what responsibility do you have? I'm not saying you have to lie about them and paint them in the greatest picture. I'm not saying you have to idolize them. I'm not even saying you have to submit to their authority the rest of your life. I'm talking about your attitude. That's what this command is about. It's about your attitude. Write that in. It's about your attitude. That's what the command is about. So honor your parents, but then the command is about your spirit, your attitude. You you don't have to give false praise where it's not due. Leviticus 20, verse 9, For everyone that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He hath cursed his father or his mother, His his blood shall be upon him. Proverbs 20, 20, whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. 
Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagle shall eat it. So what is that saying? That God takes it serious. This thing of obedience, but this thing of honor. Honor. Now, I know, no one in here had perfect parents. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Obey your parents. Honor your parents. Thirdly, care for your parents. Once you take your Bible, we're going to come back here to Ephesians for our last point in just a moment. But if you'll keep your place here, go to 1 Timothy 5. 1 Timothy 5. The Bible says, as you're turning there, I'll, I'll read you what it says in Proverbs 23, 22. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, listen to this, and despise not thy mother when she's old. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 3. It says, honor widows that are widows indeed. But if any widow have children or nephews, now that word nephew is kind of weird. We, We think of it as a sibling's child. It's really, the word means descendant. It could be grandchildren. But if any widow have children or nephews or descendants, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents, for that is good and acceptable before God. Verse 8, but if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, faith and is worse than an infidel. Verse 4 there is talking about a widow, a, a person who's lost, their, a lady who's lost her spouse. And it's supposed to be that, that the children then are, are stepping in to care for uh, the aging family members. That's talked about in Scripture a few times. Now, write this in. Our parents cared for us when we could not care for ourselves. We have a responsibility and obligation to do the same for them. Obligation to do the same for them. We'll say, well, what does that look like, caring for our our parents? It could be sometimes financial assistance. It could be at times uh, caring for them when they're sick. It could be, uh, you know, uh, yard maintenance or or, or things like that around the house that they need. It could be sometimes a place to stay. It could be that if if they uh, have to be in a care facility somewhere, that you're just making sure that they have the best possible care that they can get. Because obviously, and there are nuances to this, obviously, though, that, that, that there are certain conditions and things, you know, whether it's brain injury or, or, or some uh, uh, serious disease or a coma, where, where they have to be in a facility somewhere. I, I understand that. But I, and I also believe there's this to consider. Is there's to consider the fact of who you let live in your house. If there is, uh, there's the relationship aspect of this, if the, if the parent or the person is abusive, if the parent is a potential risk or threat to your children, if there is that, then you know, it may be wise to consider a different route. Uh, you know, so, so I understand there are nuances to this, but, and there's a difference between caring for your saintly mother you know, who's, who's prayed for you her whole life and you know, the abusive person that has you know, uh, been in and out of prison and is a threat to your family. There's, a, there's differences there. We understand that. But the care and obligation should be there in us for our parents. I think we've lost this in our society. I think it's very easy for people just to say, out of sight, out of mind. There are countries, and even our country, that just says, hey, they're too old, euthanize them. Just get rid of them. Euthanasia is a thing in our country and others. Dr. Kevorkian, you know, all the... So this is not the way that it was supposed to be. 
is not the way that it's supposed to be. And if you're in a situation that's difficult, boy, I would just counsel you, pray for wisdom. Get wisdom from God. You're in a tough spot and you don't know what to do, pray for wisdom. But the bottom line is that children should be looking to care for their parents as they get older. Somehow, to care for their parents. Lastly, go back to Ephesians, if you would, please. Ephesians chapter number 6, where we were. Oh, we could talk about this for a long time. I know we could, but I'm moving on here. Obey your parents. Honor your parents. Show respect and esteem. Care for them. But, but what about when parents aren't perfect? Raise your hand if you had perfect parents. They never sinned one time. Raise your hand, Titus. No, I'm kidding. Uh, how about this? Raise your hand if you are a perfect parent. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think so. And uh, I didn't even wait for you to raise your hand because I was like, no jokers better be raising their hands in here. We're, we're not perfect. Sometimes parents make mistakes. A lot of times parents make mistakes. Sometimes parents are cruel. Sometimes, you know, and, and that's not your fault, that maybe if you grew up with parents that were like that, But there are a lot of commands given to parents in the Bible, but parents make mistakes, and sometimes big mistakes. But I'll say this, I I think there are some people in this room tonight that you're still battling hurt and bitterness about what your dad did. I think some of you tonight, you're still battling some hurt and bitterness over what your mom did. And you're still carrying that, and you're still dealing with that. What is our responsibility toward our parents? What's the responsibility? The, number four, forgive your parents. Forgive them. That is a responsibility and a duty, biblically, that, that every one of us have. Write this in. It's our duty, biblically, to forgive those that are trespassers. That includes our parents. Unfortunately, sometimes it is those closest to us that have hurt us the most. You know, if someone I don't know online says something about me, I don't care. If my wife said something about me, or growing up if my mom and dad said something, that would hurt. And they do, all the time. No, uh, but uh, that would hurt a lot. Why? Because they're closest to me. And you know, husbands and wives, you know you could be the cruelest person in the world to your spouse because you know what buttons to push. You know the insecurities, and you could. Thankfully, none of you are like that, right? Uh, But you could. And I think to myself, you know, parents are not perfect. But if you look back across the page of Ephesians to chapter 4, verse 20, uh, verse uh, 31, it says, let all bitterness. Let it. You see that? Allow all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. <clears throat> even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. But I, I didn't read this verse, but in chapter 6 of Ephesians, where we were when we started, it says in verse 1, children obey your parents. Verse 2, honor them. Verse 3, that you may live long on the earth. Verse 4, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. You know what? Some of your dads did. Some of your moms did. Some of you went through situations, and you may have had a great home, but you still have hurts that are, are there. You still can look back and deal with, with and have some of those problems of bitterness. But the Bible says to let that bitterness be put away from you. It says to forgive. And that's what we have to do. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. But I'm going to tell you, though, it is right. 
It is right to forgive. And sometimes, you know, uh, you, you may look at your parents and you may need to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I don't know every situation, but you may need to give the benefit of the doubt. You may need to look at your parents and ask yourself, how were your parents raised? What did they go through? Did they do better than their parents? Probably they did. You know what they want for you? They want you to do better than they did. And you know what you need to do? You need to, you need to forgive and free yourself from that burden. Because you're carrying that burden, and you're feeling that bitterness, and it's hurting you. Because you're refusing to forgive someone that hurts you. Now, forgiveness does not mean that, that you're saying that what happened was okay. It doesn't even mean fellowship, but write this in. It means you let go of the bitterness that poisons you. Boy, so many people, so many people that I've talked to just have issues and problems that started in the home with a parental relationship. And again, sometimes it was good parents, they just made mistakes. Sometimes it was unsafe parents. Sometimes it was safe parents that made terrible mistakes. And there's different situations, and it's hard, and you've got to talk to God about it, and you've got to make sure that you're going to God with that. But for your own sake as a responsible, not just as a, as a child, but as a Christian, you, you have to forgive. You, you have to get through it. If you're refusing to forgive, you're allowing poison to continually put into your system. If there are things in your life, maybe growing up, that you still look back on and you still have pain and it feels like a bruise or an open wound, look, you're not dealing with it like you should. You're not getting the victory that you should. And so as a child, yeah, obey when you're in the home and honor. And I understand that, that, that you know, we think, oh, well, you know, my parents weren't worthy of honor. But if we're honest, none of us are worthy of honor. But God says, for authority, did you give honor? Look, I don't agree with most of the presidents that we've ever had on everything. You know, like if you look back, it's hard-pressed to find a president where I'm like, oh, yeah, I believe it all. But we're supposed to honor. I'm not, I, I'm not going to be in here. Why? Because there's a position of authority. By the way, it'd be very easy to mock our current president. It's tempting. But it'd be very easy. But I want to be careful. Because God has placed authority in our lives. Doesn't mean they're perfect, but we want to honor the position. And I'm gonna, we're going to care for our parents. We're going to make sure they're taken care of. But then your responsibility is forgive. If there's hurt. And again, I'm not saying it's easy, but that needs to happen. Now, here's the thing. Maybe you grow, and some of you come from rough backgrounds, and, and uh, you come from hurt, and you come from sorrow, and you come from all of that, and maybe there weren't relationships in the home that were even good relationships. I want you to remember this. This is such a beautiful thing about God, is that no matter what background you came from, God has given you a family. I want you to write that in. God gave you a family, and that family is the people of God, brothers and sisters, and he also gave you a perfect heavenly father that will not hurt you, that will not, that you can trust, that you're safe and secure in the arms of. So because God loves you and God knows that you come from all these different backgrounds, he says, you know what, I want to be a father to the fatherless. I'm going to put, the Bible says he puts the solitary in families. Oh, what a beautiful verse. And he gave us the family of God here. Whereas many of you did not have a great family growing up, he gave you one that was spiritual, and that is there for you, and that is such a beautiful thing about the Lord. He gave you the church. He gave you the church, and he gave you himself. I will say, as I close here, some of the greatest joys of my life and some of the deepest hurts in my life have come since I've become a parent. 
Some of the greatest joys in my life have come since I uh, became a parent. But some, some also of the, of the deepest hurts in my life have come as a parent. It, it's just a tough job. It's a tough job. And, uh, and, and I'll say to you teenagers in here, you've got to give your parents a break time to time. Give them a break. They're doing the best they can. Some of them working two jobs. Some doing, give your parents a break. I'll also say if uh, parents love your kids and raise them right. Give yourself a break sometimes, too. Are we as parents raising our children for the Lord? That's a good question to ask. What are we raising our children to do? What are we raising them to be? Let's raise them for the Lord. Secondly, are we as children honoring and obeying our parents? And then thirdly, that last question there. Is there an aspect here of caring or forgiving your parents that God is speaking to you about? I don't know your situation, but if God is speaking to you on that this evening then do something with that. Allow the Lord to give some healing where there's been some hurt. And the Bible has a lot to say about this. So let's do our part to make sure we're doing it right for the sake of our kids. We're also getting it right for the sake of ourselves.